is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a beautiful Wednesday morning from the Star in Frisco. It's Talking Cowboys presented by Tostitos, the official chip and dip of the Dallas Cowboys. As we are live and ready to go, we in here. That's right. Up in here. Up in here. Ready to roll as we preview the Cowboys defense and mm. how they slow down that Chargers mm. offense. It's going to be fun like here over the next 40 minutes. We got to get out a little bit early today oh, because on. we got to get out of the way, unfortunately, because Coach Mike McCarthy has no. shifted the schedule around a little bit. No, to tell the truth, we it's it's the break is on after us and we have to be prompt. Mm. Oh, that's, that's true. what it is. Mr. Yeah. Derek Eagle. We have to get ah. out of the way They're for the be break. Standing but. out there with their watch. Right. You, uh, That's fine. Yep. <laughs> That's fine. No anyway, DJ Khaled, you know what I'm saying? If you're at home and you're a fan of Talking Cowboys, <laughs> voice your displeasure at Derek Eagleton. No, yeah. I don't want no, I'm just I, kidding. Don't do that. Uh, Please don't do that. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> okay, I don't want to get into That's any a nervous of, laugh. That's another thing. I, <laughs> I wanted to get out you know, of the way of all the petty drama between the break and hanging with the boys. I think it's stupid. It is, though. So but, I, you know, I, I do have a new challenge out. What's that? It just, just came to my mind. I want to see Derek Eagleson mm-hmm. oh, no. versus Rob P. Island in a 40-yard dash. Oh, no. No, no, no. Why do you always shy away from stuff Come like on, that? Rob. Do you, do you do, know my injury history? Do you know you, Derek? It's less Larry than mine. Jim- I guarantee you that. <laughs> I don't know. Is it extensive? <laughs> Uh, yes. Is okay. it hamstring related? It's it's lower. It's lower back. extremity. It's mm-hmm. yes. It's it's ankles. So sure. It's just lower body. So do you want to pass that off to? to you, would you like to? You, would you like to phone a friend in and, and, and pass that off to Kyle? I would not be on IR designated to return. I would oh, just be on IR. IR. Okay. IR. So, so let's, yes, let's, I would let's, like to pass my baton. I'd like to pass my baton to Heckma Harrison. Ooh. You don't want none. He doesn't you don't want, want none. Want so Derek Eagleton. Versus Heckman Harrison. What man? Listen, man. Forty. Look, my racing days is over with, man. So, so you shying away too, that, man? Come on now. What is this? I thought it was a room full of competitors. Way. Well, wow. we know. King. I mean, Why? but I don't run from no challenge. I mean, who are you talking about? Okay. What okay. you talking about? Yeah, hey, you Chris, ACB, we got to set that up one day. You challenged him, and he one eighty right back. To <laughs> yeah, he came right back. Come on, man. What you doing? <laughs> hey. What? Wait, what's the? What's my? Put it in his face and make it understood. Let's go. What's the real quick? What would the prize be here? Like we're talking about a bonus. We're talking about pride. We're talking about the fastest. Oh, the fastest podcast on DallasCowboys.com. I kind of like KY's think, idea. Let's just fly under the radar. Let let he- hang in and just break. let them have it. Yeah, they're but doing their Bachelor in Paradise thing with all the drama. You but know. we can race them, huh? But we can race them. The racing's yeah. fine. I, That's I, what I'm talking about. I wish we would do that and do it like a charity deal. Yeah, like have a whole charity deal where like we all run a forty out at the star. I mean, I'm we got it. the thing. Just up have there. ice. I do yeah. it for charity. I think it'd be really cool. <laughs> I, I would. The players' lounge probably got. Both Says the guy that yeah, owns right. the gym. The players' lounge. What? <laughs> he said the players' lounge thinks that they could beat us. Probably. Get out of here. There's not nobody on any know. podcast I could beat. I feel us. like Nui would weigh that one down Ooh, a little bit. Church. I would smash church in a, in a forty. No. Ooh, right now. Let's see that right now. That makes one of us on the show. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> that's it. Church can hit, but he can't catch me. Ooh. Okay. Well, we're gonna have to talk about that. <laughs> 
I like this. <laughs> now, now we're talking. Now we're really getting into this. <laughs> he knows the real. Um, okay. Jesse. Uh, Je- Jess, no, just, no. Jesse's been no. hitting the weights, man. Je- Jesse, Jesse can hit the weights all day long. Big. Jesse might run a 4-6. Damn. That's pretty high. That's, I mean, that's pretty good. What are you hitting right now? I'm hitting like Isaiah? F- faster than that. Faster than okay. a 4-6? Yeah. No. Any eligibility? I got, I got leftover speed. Are we doing like Henry oh Ruggs type speed here? I have leftover got? speed. Yeah, oh, leftover wow. speed? Leftover, yeah. Oh. Y'all do realize career. the break is going to be right behind. Oh, so. sorry. Yeah, sorry. I don't know. What are we this doing? Is this, this is important. Is it important? It is. Okay, it is. <laughs> you know what else is important? <laughs> <laughs> Dan Quinn scheming up to stop Justin Herbert. Mm, and we mentioned this a little bit yesterday, but he's going to have to do it uh, in the debut for Justin Herbert against the Dallas Cowboys. These two teams were originally supposed to meet last year in the preseason, which we would have seen the first little taste of Justin Herbert. But now the second-year rookie uh, makes his way against the Dallas Cowboys in front of a full SoFi Stadium. I mean, it's going to be a packed house, and it'll probably be pretty darn loud if be I had rocking. to guess. I think it's going to be rocking. But, Rob, when you look at Justin Herbert and the specific things that he can do on the offensive side, what scares you the most about what you've seen? I think it's I think it's his – beyond just his skill set, it's the guys around him. Hmm. I mean, he's got maybe the best receiver – one of the top receivers in the league. He – and we'll get into all the different guys, but yeah. I'll just you know they've got a nice two punch at wide res- or at tight end, yeah. Um, and they've rebuilt their offensive line, so you know yeah. it's early, so it's hard to know exactly what they look like. And they went up against a really good defense that got to him to some degree. Washington did last week, but it's just kind of a better supporting cast than he had last year. So I kind of look at it the same as Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, like just by that alone. Uh, it, it, he's more of a challenge than he would be last year, I think. Yeah, coming out of uh, coming out of Oregon, I, I think a lot of people had him ranked a little bit too low. I mean, after he after his rookie season, um, and Justin Her- Herbert is one of those guys that have easily got the. Uh, the reputation of being a smart quarterback. Obviously, I think he's like a biomoleculars guy uh, as far as his degree uh, plan was concerned. None of us would have been able to get in the, that degree plan. I coach would have said, nah, I can't, don't do that. Uh, but just a smart guy. And, and not only that, he's big. He's big and he has a big arm. And he's one of those guys that I believe that the NFL views him as the future. I mean, he's a quintessential uh Quarterback, big, smart, um, and, and big arm. You know, so you know, I look at him and, and I look at some of the things that he does on the field, and I'm like, wow, I I, I really enjoy watching that kind of quarterback play. Uh, for the for me, the San Diego. That's, mm. I said, mm. no, fine. Oh, I walk right into that. The Chargers. Uh, you know, they don't with Lombardi, their their uh, offensive coordinator. They don't do a lot of motion and things like that. So I think they put him in the best position to succeed. But I think there's some other things about his game that we'll we'll get into as well. Yeah, Heckman just went straight into my point. You know, Lombardi is really the key to this thing. I know we want to talk about Herbert and and some of the other guys they have out there, Allen and, and Eckler and all those guys, but. Um, but Lombardi puts these guys in position to be successful. And I say that because uh, as I've been watching the film, I've probably watched this game a good four or five times now, where these guys are running West Coast offense. 
This is straight West Coast. This is straight mirrored routes, old school Jason Garrett ish. All right, but lo- but shorter routes. Right, mm-hmm. Jason Garrett used to make you hold the ball a little bit. These routes are five, ten yards down the field, and they try to lull you to sleep. They're giving him high percentage passes to throw. They're giving him easy reads. He does. He doesn't have to think. He's getting the ball in the, in the hands of his playmakers, and they're asking those guys to then go do what they do in terms of yak yardage. So um, I'm as I look at this at this offense, our defense. I'm trying to think what can they do. What can they do to to disrupt what Herbert does? Because they're not going to really have the time to get back there. Kind of a challenge like last week where yeah. Brady's got the ball out of his hands Quick. in two seconds, yeah. second and a half. It's going to be like that. Yeah. Well, and it's because of the way that they scheme it up. And you're right. The, the game that you're referencing, the Washington-Los Angeles mm-hmm. game that happened in week one, I was expecting Herbert to come and throw the football around a little bit. I mean, his arm talent is elite. That's what I had on my scouting yeah. report last year whenever he was coming out of Oregon. Elite arm talent. And then you also look on the outside, and I would say Mike Williams and along with Keenan Allen are both top-notch deep threats in the league, both of which can take the top off of a defense, but they don't. At least they didn't last week, and they might this week. That's my question that I'm going to turn around to you. Do you expect them to do something like that? I think they may take more shots at us. Reason being, when you're playing against the the Washington football team, you don't want to hold the ball for an extensive period of time. So they weren't allowing those guys to get home, even though their rookie tackle did a heck of a job keeping the Mm. defensive line of of Washington at bay. Sean Slater. Yes. Slater, freaking man, he showed up. I didn't even know who this cat was until I, until I watched the film. All you got to do is ask, ask Kyle. Ask Kyle. Kyle, yeah, you should have asked me. Yeah. You knew who he you was. Me in. Stop yeah. it. You filled me in. Uh, but no, um, I think that they did a heck of a job, and our, I think they're going to take more shots against us. if we, Based upon what we put on film last week, they are going to test us. And it's our, it kind of it backdoors what we were saying yesterday in terms of us being able to match their personnel. We need to put our bigs on their bigs. We need Diggs. We need Nation. We need those guys putting hands on those guys in line of scrimmage so that they can't get free releases and that they can't get down the field and then our D-line has time to get home. Yeah, but you're right. that They would get, in the last week's game, they'd get the ball in Keenan Allen's pl- hands in space. Yep. Like all, out on the edge, bubble yep. screen type stuff, and yep. let him go to work. Absolutely. Which he can do, and, and he's going to be the biggest challenge. There's no question about it. And they move him around as well, move him in the slot a little bit, mm-hmm. try to get him off of, of potential double coverage and stuff like that. So it starts with him, but they've got other guys, heck. No, and, and I watched the, the same game, and, yeah. and you, you realize that Herbert was cognizant of getting the ball out of his hand. Absolutely. He knew that pressure was coming. Um, but Keenan Allen, to me, is the, the possession receiver mm-hmm. for the Chargers. He's a guy that can run all of those intermediate routes. He does that well. I mean, top five dead or alive when it comes down to route runners. Sure. Keenan Allen is that. You know, and you can argue at five all you want to, but he is in the mix of some of the best. Mike Williams, when you watch the, when you watch the Chargers, he's their big play guy. Yep. And the thing that I noticed about Herbert, is he still a young quarterback and he has young quarterback tendencies, he will stare down his receivers. And that may be the opportunity for our defense because he does that. Now, I got to ask you because, you know, a lot of times when you give your anecdotal accounts about playing wide receivers and, and, and DBs in this league, why is the perception that if you're a zone corner, mm-hmm. you're, you're not any good? Because to mm-hmm. me, looking at this team, if you play zone, 
Um, you don't have to travel, guys. Yep. You can actually stay back and, and do all the things that you talked about yeah. as far as putting hands on guys and recognizing where the, the areas that you're covering. Yeah. So you don't have to take the same approach that you did last week, per se, with Tampa. True. And so, I mean, for you, do you think that when you looked at the tape, mm-hmm. did you say zone works better versus or are we going to stay true to the Tampa 2 man? I think you. I think you want to play zone. I think you want to play kind of one high zone though, because the reason being, these guys run a lot of flag routes, a lot of out routes. Yep. And um, you want to have those guys underneath, right? You want to have four to five guys playing within that five to ten yard barrier because that's where they're living. So putting, being able to put, you know, Neil and be able to put Parsons and and Jabril Cox and all these guys at that second level to be able to run sideline to sideline, but also have the length to be able to consolidate those those gaps because you're gonna have gaps. In his own, that's what his own is, yeah. right? And those guys are going to try to try to, um, you know, obviously take advantage of that. But when you have length and when you have speed, that's when you can kind of counter their ability to be able to convert on those things. Do you think? I, I mean, I'm just trying to go back to what we had talked about yesterday because we mentioned man versus zone Correct. against this. Has your thought process shifted at all on what you want to go to in terms of how you would, if you were in yeah. Dan Quinn's shoes, combat this offense? I think you have to mix it up. And the thing is, those guys, you, you obviously don't want to come out and just run straight zone. Sure. <laughs> especially, yeah, especially with these guys. And, and that's then, not and, what they did last yeah, week. Yeah, that's not what they did last man. week either. I mean, either I mean you, you would never do that in sure. a game plan. However, these guys run a lot of tight splits. So when you're running a lot of tight splits, it makes it difficult to play man. What is tight splits? Tight splits meaning that the receivers, instead of being out wide, they're literally close to the to the tackles, mm-hmm. right? So these guys are three, two to three yards off of the tackles. Looks like a bunch. It looks like a kind of a bunch <laughs> set, but you know, two guys on each side, and they're typically running the same so route, you're keeping things in in, for the in hash snug. Marks yeah, a so you, bit more. so so you allow yourself to have you know twelve to fifteen yards of. Of, of space to run your routes on the outside. Kind instead of, of instead of lining up five yards from the sideline, now you have 15 yards from the sideline to work, and it open th- open things up. Also, if I'm close and me if me and Rob P are in a in a tight set, right, and we're close to our tackles, now all of a sudden, if you guys are playing man to man, we can do all kinds of nasty things in terms pick, of our releases to, to pick you yeah. guys. I can have Rob cross my yeah. face, and guess what you're gonna do? You're gonna run over the top of Heckma. Well, guess where I'm going? I'm going underneath yeah. Rob, so he can't play me man to man. It's an easy five yard pitch and catch. It's like he talked about Keenan Allen getting it and guess what now you have to worry about this guy and his yak yardage I was just going to say the Rams run some of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. too Absolutely. where it, it, and there's a lot of variations off of that depending on what the coverage is yep. so yeah, McBay likes to do it. And, and no one did the pick plays better than New England cheaters. Uh, but that's it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we, we ran a lot of it. Yeah, I ran a lot of pick plays. But you, you're right. I just want to go back to what you said about Dan Quinn and just disguising those coverages, showing man, playing zone, yep. things like that. And everybody does it in the Absolutely. NFL. I mean, but at the same time, you're dealing with still a young quarterback and you want to make sure that you disguise it. But let's go back to what we know is going to work for this defense. And it's an old remedy. Mm. Your defensive line creating pressure. Oh, it's gonna what? it's gonna cure everything. You know, it's it's like my, my grandmother in castor oil, man. She thought that that <laughs> cured everything, <laughs> so we had to take it every. Tells them on it. Yeah, you know, it, it is it's horrible, but it's an old remedy that cured everything. And yeah. the defensive line is that cure. I mean, if you can get pressure on the quarterback, then that alleviates a lot of the time yeah. that you're dealing with in that zone in man. So I'm looking for this defensive line today. I mean, for Sunday. Yeah. To just, I mean, bring it. If you're going to bring a blitz, get home. And that's what we have to do. Micah Parsons last week did not get the pressure on Tom Brady because of his quick releases. But I think we have opportunity this week. You have an opportunity to get after a young quarterback this week. And I think that's something that no matter what it is, I mean, Tom Brady 
and Justin Herbert are on different levels in terms of getting the football out quick, no matter how much you scheme it up for Justin Herbert. I, I want to. I, I'm the same way. I want to see Demarcus Lawrence get after it. He had the forced fumble last week. I want him to have a, an encore. I want him to come after the, mm-hmm. the quarterback. I want to get a couple sacks because you didn't really see a whole lot of that. That is yeah. that, when you bring up Demarcus Ware. That is Lawrence. Uh, Lawrence. Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, Storm, Storm Norton uh, <laughs> is the left tackle. That the tackle that he's going to be going against. The, the right, the right tackle. tackle. Yeah, that he's going to be going against. And I mean that that one on one matchup. If he has it, he has to win that. Matchup, definitely. See, you guys are looking at the D line. I'm, I'm honestly looking at our second level this game. I'm looking at the linebackers. I'm looking at our actually. linebackers this game. Wow. I think yeah. our ability to run and hit is going to be the deciding factor for us. I think they're going to get the ball out. Will they take their shots? Absolutely, absolutely. Especially if we put your know, shorter stature guys on their big boys out there. Mm. They're running six two six four out there. All right, they have a little guy too, but he's in the backfield and he's kind of shifty. All right, but in terms of us, I think our guys are going to have to run and hit and be physical as all get out. Obviously, rushing to the ball, swarming the ball, and trying to get the ball out that way. I think we can force turnovers. We did it last week. I think we can force turnovers that way, but I really think it's going to be dependent on our second-level guys being able to make plays. I I really like you bringing up the linebackers here because I feel like that's one thing we really didn't hit a whole lot outside of snap count from last week. So let's take our break. When we come back on the other side, I want to talk about the linebackers and some of the specific needs that we need to see upgraded from week one to week two. When we come back with more Talking Cowboys Presented by Tostitos. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Grisol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. 
You don't have plans on Sunday prior to kickoff? Well, now you do. Check out the new Miller Lighthouse located outside AT&T Stadium where Dallas Cowboys game day traditions are born. Enjoy yard games, Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, performances, beer gardens, and more. For more information, you can visit ATTStadium.com slash Miller Lighthouse. Miller Lighthouse. Rob's tailgate just got jealous. I got the babysitter lined up. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, that thing's really going to be popping next Dude, week. Did you see the videos from it last week? I did not. I don't want to be jealous. Oh, it was nuts. we're here in the studio. So. Well, they, they did a live shot. Yeah. It was they cool. were showing it to they us did. a couple yeah. things. But I tried to close my eyes. It's pretty nuts. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Me I, and you, if, if I were oh, free. Me and hey, hey, already hey, know. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all the bad things in the world happen to you. I don't you. <laughs> if, uh, <laughs> goodness. If, if I were free on Sunday, I would totally go do that. But but you're not. I'm not, unfortunately. You're freaking Kyle Yoon. Yeah, whatever, dude. Um, <laughs> all right, so how... If I were free. Ooh, that was the pinky. Goodness what was, gracious. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> so delayed? <laughs> it took a minute to marinate. <laughs> <laughs> um, how would we grade the linebacker performance this past week? How would we grade it? And I don't even need, mean like letter grade, but just good, bad, ugly, needs improvement. What, what what sticker would you put on it if you had to put one on it, Rob? Um, I thought it was okay. I mean, like I wrote about Micah Parsons a lot yesterday, mm-hmm. and I liked a lot of what I saw from him in the game. I yeah. mean, his primary responsibilities, it seemed like, were Fournette, wherever he goes, even if he's out wide, or and tight ends, and he obviously they had trouble with Gronk. There, there's no question about that. Um, but he was around the ball a lot, yeah. and he had a lot of 50-50 almost plays in the game. And so I like that he's still around the ball. He's still giving 100 percent effort, and I think you know some of the communication stuff that will grow as he's. As I love that going. article. I, well, I read the article, thanks, and, and I loved how you prefaced the almost plays. I like that. Well, that was one Quinn pointed out, <laughs> yeah. was the 50-50 sideline throw where Brady's like off his back foot and just that was not Tom Brady-type throw. And I don't know. I think Dan was kind of suggesting maybe, maybe Micah relaxed a little bit because he thought the play was over and yeah. he wasn't going that way. Might have been a pick. Yeah. Might have been, yeah. been, been, been a game-changing play. And that's, you know, Micah's – 110 percent all the time, so that was a good teaching point for him. But I thought, I thought you think was, that Michael Parsons gets that pick six this year? Oh God, dude! I think I he could see it. I yeah. mean, yeah. If he gets the ball in his hands, it's, he could, he it's off to the races. He gonna, I, I mean, I don't know if he he's gone immediately oh, the first time it. he gets the ball, yeah. but man, I mean, at Penn State when he got the ball, he was pretty lethal with it. What did you guys think? I mean, I, obviously defensively they gave up plays. I mean, you know, the, the second Gronk touchdown was clearly just a it was, a, play. it was a busted play, and Quinn said I shouldn't have called it. Should not you know? have. So I'm glad he admitted that. And maybe shouldn't have called it. And and I think Quinn, man, going back to that cover zero play for Gronk, mm. I, I just thought the alignment was wrong. It I was. thought it should have been Wilson on the outside, Tank on the inside, and that was the thing that led to the play going. Is because you don't leave the inside of the field like that open, and any quarterback in this league is going to find it. Um, but you know, I, I think it was fair for the linebacker play. Yeah. Um, when it comes down to Micah, I understand that they he didn't he didn't play last year at all, and you know the rookie wall is waiting. I know you got your article ready for the rookie wall, uh, but you know at some point it's going to happen. 
but I don't want to see him leave the field yet. I, I mean, it, it, you see him in there on running plays, and he's he's capable. I mean, he's like you said, he's always around the ball. He's that op- opportunistic defender that you want. Um, I love what you were saying. You know, with Dan Quinn's communication, saying that his communication was well. What did you see? Things like that, and not only just for Micah. I think you know Neil. Uh, he had a situation versus Gronk where you know he got burned on the first down, but that's things that are going to happen. You look at this matchup with a guy like Jared Cook, veteran tight end, been in the league, know all the tricks to the trade. Uh, you still, you know, again, you get an opportunity to go up against a guy, and I want to see how Neil matches up. I think from a rotation standpoint, I, I like what we saw on Sun, or on Thursday, rather. I, I think the rotation was fine. I thought the, the way that he matched up specific guys on specific guys is exactly what Dan Quinn was alluding to. So I like that a lot. It was a matchup game, and we, we talked about the snap counts of Michael Parsons at 51, Keona New at 50, Jalen Smith at 16, Leighton Van Der Esch at 14. I think that switches around, yeah. and Dan Quinn even alluded to it, said it's early. We're going to play matchup football. Well, now... As you look to the Chargers, you've got guys like Jared Cook as a tight end who had five receptions for 56 yards this past Sunday against Washington. He had a, an opportunity for a couple more, yeah. I think, in, in throughout that game, and they, they elected to go elsewhere. But now that you see this matchup, Isaiah, how do you see the rotation panning out for the Cowboys linebackers? Yeah, I see it being a lot more equal. You do? I, I really do. Uh, the reason being, Jared Cook's not Gronk. Sure, and Jerry Cook's a, he, he's like a juggernaut. When I when I think about you know, watching X Men and watching, uh, he's a juggernaut. He takes time to get going. So I think that you you know Vander Ash, you know Jalen Smith, those guys that have more of an opportunity to get their hands on him at the line of scrimmage and really just kind of ride his coattail, really sit in his hip pocket. So I think that we'll see those guys be a lot more physical. Even though Gronk has the ability to be physical, he's more elusive, right? As big as he is, 6'7", 260, wherever he is, he's he's really elusive versus Jerry Cook is really just kind of – just. just Man, just square. I gotta look up juggernaut. I don't know X Men. <laughs> what? So I can, you never yeah, seen juggernaut? Know what a juggernaut is? Wow. I know the term. Oh, okay. I don't know the X Men. Yes. Oh, I have to show yeah, you the yeah. video, so you have the visual. But but yeah. So like I think they're transformer kind of guy. No, nah, he's just. You never see just... Jerry Cook the same again. <laughs> yeah, you'll never see <laughs> the same again. That's how he runs his routes. Yeah. But I think these guys will have more of an impact, even more so than uh, than a Neil or a Cox against that particular player. Okay. Because they could be more physical. They're heavier. How worried should we be about the linebackers on tight ends, Heckma? I'm worried about any of any That's any linebacker, 18, yeah. any linebacker other than Neil and Parsons uh, or okay. Cox on the tight end uh, for sure, based off of their history. So, you know, if that's. Look, my, my take on this is when you do a comparison between what we came up against last week, I like what uh, Isaiah was saying. You, you're, it's not the same style of a tight end, but still he's a savvy guy and you know he knows how to find those open spaces in a zone or a man or whatever it's going to be. I think that you know for us, the number one thing has to be circled and underlined is stop the run because Austin Eckler and Roundtree, mm. their, backup court, their backup running back, uh, man, this guy out of Missouri, Roundtree the third, he's, yeah. a, he's a He's a bit of a change of pace. And so, you know, I want to see our linebackers come downhill and, and expose uh, the Chargers in that way. And, and I think that's the that's the bigger bigger thing for the second level. You're showing who the juggernaut is. Yes. So at least now you know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he runs right. Yeah. Now, Jared Cook has burned the Cowboys before, man. Yes, he has. Oh, yes. With he Mike has. McCarthy as his coach a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, that's a, I was going to go the run game. That's That was a great point because we haven't really talked much about Austin Eckler. And I, oh, one, they have that guy. Yeah, they have him too. <laughs> and and we didn't talk much about the run defense because they didn't try it much, Tampa Bay, did, True. last week. But 
I thought that was pretty good in a small sample size, that they were physical, they were in the right spots. Right. I just think, and just to get back on the linebackers real quick, I, I think, and we'll see if Van Der Esch and Jalen play more and maybe it's more, a little more balanced, but that that duo with Parsons and Neal, there is more speed out there. Mm-hmm. And I, I just go back to some of those games last year, I'm thinking like Arizona, Cleveland, where they really tried to stretch the Cowboys out defensively and make them go, like you were saying, mm-hmm. side to side, move laterally. And that was a weakness yeah, last year. Absolutely. Eckler challenges you in that way. Mm-hmm. Roundtree, even Jalen Guyton, you know, some of the things they do with him, former Cowboy as well. I think the Cowboys are better equipped with their second level to to in terms of range to cover some of those things. So I feel better about those matchups than I did last year with the group they had. And they were missing Van Der Esch last year for a good portion of the season too. No, I like that. I think that's one of the team – I guess priorities this past offseason was adding that team speed and and picking up guys like Neil and Cox who could add to that and especially Micah Parsons but is there a chance that the Cowboys slow down Austin Eckler kind of how Washington ended up doing last week 15 carries for 57 yards he still got that touchdown it was a run up the middle on the left side just from the goal line or inside the five yard line or whatever it ended up being but is there a chance that the Cowboys slow him down and bottle him up like the football team did? Well, you're going to have to. And Austin Eckler is still nursing a hamstring in, hamstring true. injury, so that may be something to watch. Um, but still, I mean, he's one of those churners. He's a guy that gets into a pile. He continues to move his legs. He obviously goes to Isaiah's gym uh, because this kid is yoked. <laughs> he is a big old guy, uh, big and physical uh, as well. But I like – I mean, the thing with Austin Eckler is – you know, he lulls you to sleep the way that he runs. And then with the combination of Roundtree, I can see how that could be beneficial uh, to them. But number one objective for this defense is going to be stopping the running game because if the Chargers are able to get that going, everything else is going to be, you know, just candy for them. Yeah. I think I think this kind of just backed on what Heckman said and what I said earlier in terms of just us flowing to the ball. I think as long as our guys run and hit like they did last week, I think we'll be okay. I think you throw Jalen in and Van Der Esch a little more, and then you have the even more. It's kind of like it's kind of like bringing in Joe Frazier, right? You get to get the you get the heavy hitters in there, and then and boom, pop them out of there, and let's bring the speed, right? And just being able to mix it up, I think that's going to be a, a huge factor for us. As long as we can wrap up, I, th- I don't think he has an opportunity to get, go off against us. But, I'm sorry, we're we're shying away from the elephant in the room. Okay, so. let's talk about the elephant in the room when we come back from a break. Okay, How good deal. That? Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll <laughs> elephant in the room. We'll leave it hanging, just ready for. The taking when we come back with more talking cowboys. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25 horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? 
Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every <laughs> exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more, do more, Essilor on Talking Cowboys. Heck was done. Heck was like. No, you cannot, you cannot do it, Mike. Oh, man. I'm like Prince with mine. If this thing was on a stand, that thing would have popped back up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, purple rain in this piece. Goodness go, gracious. We absolutely love our friends over at Estelor, and we have a lot of fun with them. Um, all right, final 10 minutes before we get kicked out of here. What was that elephant you were alluding to? <laughs> I can't. I mean, um, Calm down, Fido. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> 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 We just play that drop like Calm 60 down, times in the break. There it is. There it is. <laughs> so, I mean, defensively, obviously, last week with all the, the, the receiving yards that we gave up, mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about Austin Eckler and what their running game can do. Obviously, there's a matchup that we're looking for here. Uh, and it's between – we talked about zone versus man, but also – who are we going to relegate? I mean, are we saying Brown and Lewis are going to take over uh, for the Mike Williams uh, duties, or the Keenan Allen duties? How do you guys see that uh, unfolding uh, for our defense? Well, I'm curious to see if Trayvon Diggs is just going to travel every week. You know, he basically, I mean, he, yeah. he shadowed Mike Evans for the most part in week one. Is that going to be a regular thing? You know, is that, is, hey, you're sticking Keenan Allen for four quarters. Like I'm curious to see if that's what they do or if they play sides. You know, I would do it. Would y'all do it? Uh, you know, I like what Isaiah was was saying. Big on big, and and I like. You know, I think that that is more to our advantage in a zone coverage kind of way. And I think if you do that, you don't have to travel. Mm-hmm. Or if you do zone on one side, man on another, it just depends on how. You know, where Quinn is with his guys. I just feel like when you look at the Chargers, they have guys like Jalen Guyton, uh, the tight end that we just talked about, Cook, Cook, and, you know, their running back combination as well. They may not have the three-headed monster at receiver, but they have three guys that could actually be that one guy. So, you know, I'm just really intrigued on how we go into this matchup. And I want to see – as much flack as he's taken this week, I want to see Anthony Brown rebound from mm-hmm. this game. Okay. Uh, because when it comes down, when we you said they're going to take the shot, shots with Keenan Allen based off of the tape that they see, they're going to do it, right? But also, Keenan Allen's thing is those those 
those middle routes. And I think that plays into, I hope it plays into Anthony Brown's wheelhouse to be able to defend that better versus, you know, those go routes. Do you think the the lessons learned against Tampa Bay last Thursday are going to benefit this team now that they don't have to go up against just the sheer <laughs> amount of weaponry this week? I mean, we're talking about Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Jerry Cook like they're, they're I, mean, I mean, they're respectable players, mm-hmm. but they are not what no. the Cowboys saw no. in Week One by it's any different. stretch of the imagination. It's different skill sets. It really is different skill sets. You look at last week and what we faced, you had a big Mike Evans. right? They had one big receiver. Um, after that, you had freaking Godwin, who speed. shifty with speed, and you had Antonio Brown, who just speed. was freaking however many years ago, S. Right? I mean, yeah, speed, shifty, you know, just intelligence, all that. So this week, it's size. This week is pure size. It's 6'2", freaking Keenan Allen, who's one of the top five receivers in the league. Yep. Right? And then you on the other side, you have somebody who's more of a, even a deep threat than he is, who's 6'4", who has a 4- to 5-inch advantage, depending on if you want to put Brown or Jordan Lewis on him. Hmm. Well, and this week is going to uh, dictate. I'll take it back. Take it back. Five to six inch. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's absolutely yeah. correct. And you think about the Chargers, but then next week you go up against Philadelphia, who again they have some receivers that are this dead is the, serious. This is the NFL. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but NFL, every week's going to be a new. Every, every but, week's going to going to be a challenge, right? But again, compared to last week. Compared to last week, now we have to. You know, we talk about matchups. You, you just, you just talked about how we need to be able to match guys up. It's, I think it's unrealistic. Unless, I mean, obviously playing his own. It's unrealistic to put freaking a five ten or a five eleven on a six four guy who pretty much beats everybody who he comes across. That's, that's unreal. That's an unrealistic ask. Now you can give him support, right? Heck, you could give some support and put guys over the top. And I know Coach came back and said that you know he didn't. He was supposed to have help over the top and all that. But <laughs> it doesn't matter if I look out there and I see I see Anthony Brown. No disrespect to him, just off of attributes alone. If I see Anthony Brown out there against uh, against uh, Williams, I'm throwing a jump ball. I'm throwing a jump ball because guess what? I'm either gonna he's either gonna go up and make him play because he's just bigger than you. Not necessarily. It doesn't even have to be better. All that kind of stuff. He's just bigger than you. Or, or I'm gonna get a I'm gonna get a yeah, flag. Yep. Yeah. Because you're trying to hold on. Make them make a decision. Absolutely. Washington put a smaller corner on Williams a couple times last week. Paid for it. It was man-to-man. Throw it up. Yeah. Make a play. It's it's one reason why the philosophy they have in terms of length and corners with size, I mean, that's that's the way this league's going. You're getting these bigger and bigger receivers every year with this tremendous athletic skill set. And that's what, you know, if you can find a corner that's got the fluidity to do it, now, is, is Sean Wright ready for this, I guess, is the question. That, that, so that, yeah. that's the question, right? Because this is why you drafted him. Sure. This is why you went up and drafted him. Because guess what? Coaches looked at the schedule, <laughs> and they said, 6-2, 6-4. Yeah, we're going to need somebody to go up against those dudes. And right now, we don't have that on our roster. right? We got our, we got our number one in Diggs, right? He, but he's, he's even only a second-year guy. So Diggs got baptized and <laughs> baptized by fire last, last year. He might, you know, Nation might have to do the same thing. But guess what? We got to find out. You sound like Heckman. Yeah, so, come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, fighting last week. Everybody's on the same page. We're happy. We're singing. Isn't that where the Fido drop came from? No, it came from no, him, man. Oh, he, was yeah, yeah, he was saying it to me. <laughs> yeah. man, but seriously, this is why you grabbed him. This is why. For Why else would you have gotten Nation right night? Not for Antonio Brown. No. You're you're 100% right. I mean, when they drafted Nation right, it was puzzling to every draft expert out there. It was puzzling to everybody. But then he got out there and you're like, okay, now I get it. Size, Mm -hmm. speed, combination. But why did you do it so early? 
It's because you knew you were going to go up against guys like this. Absolutely. So if they don't throw him out there, that means two things. Either one, he's not he's ready, not ready yep. or two, that's not why they drafted him. And I don't see the second one being the case. I don't either. It's just like Rob said, it is baseline. Is Nashawn Wright ready to go? Well, you've got you've got veteran corner ahead of him on the depth chart too. Kennedy's been in this league a while and has you know started and played games. I mean, I I just think if they want to make a change at some point, they they would go to Maurice. Kennedy. And I think we give we give Kennedy. A, I gave Kennedy a lot of credit because of what he did in OTAs and preseason, getting those uh, those interceptions. Uh, I mean, but, he was as impressive as anybody in camp. But if you, I, I always look, you know, I always look at a guy's career. You know, what has he done in his career? Has he been that you know, in, in game speed? Do we? have tape to show in game that he's been that dude and I don't think we have a lot of that I mean he played two snaps I believe uh the yep. last game and that's not enough and especially when you're getting beat like a drum in the secondary so give, he, he he needs enough he needs opportunity um but real quickly before we wrap things up kind of along the same lines of a veteran who didn't see any playing time Malik Hooker did we ever figure out why he was inactive last week? Was it just an in, a numbers thing? Yeah, I mean, I think they're just they're they're trying to ramp him up. They mm-hmm. they barely got to see him in training camp, honestly, and they're just going off of his his history. He does he hasn't played special teams in his career, so if he's not going to be on defense, mm-hmm. then what's the role for him on game day? I think. <laughs> But Stephen Jones said on the fan a couple of days ago, like I think he, we're going to see him in a uniform this week, probably. I yeah. mean, they 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 want to see what he yeah. can do eventually. They're just trying to get him back to, you know, football. You know, he he, he didn't get back into practice till we got back from Coxnard. There were a couple breaks, of course, against Tampa Bay, and there always will be because it's Tom Brady in that offense. But in terms of the play that you saw from Demonte KZ, did that make you feel comfortable about the safety position moving forward? Or do you feel like Hooker's going to come in and immediately have an opportunity to challenge for a starting spot? I think this whole secondary is up for grabs. I think yeah, so. I, I, think <laughs> I think there's going to be some opportunities for Hooker to get in there and get some snaps. I was shocked. See how it plays out. I was shocked. Curse played as many snaps he as he did. A lot. Yeah, I mean, I would say because he was was fair. You know, the the the. Uh, forcing the turnover at the in the goal that line big. that was big, you know. But we've talked about safety and trying to get somebody in here that could be impactful. Now we're getting another uh, safety on that doesn't play any special teams. I just want to know how this is all going to work out. If we're going to have three safeties, you know, free. Sa- how are we going to do this? Because no, I mean, yeah, I mean, you got to remember, we got some guys that by by week six they're going to be coming onto this roster. Yep. So be some part, part, of, part of this is everybody won't be here. Yeah. The curse thing was interesting because I think that was more the tight end deal, the double tight ends. Like that's kind of the role they envisioned for him when they signed him, and that was at expense, I think, of Jalen Smith and, and Leighton Vanderesh. Mm-hmm. So maybe depending on the matchups, because we keep talking about matchups, maybe that balances things out a little bit. He's not going to get forty snaps like he did in the first game. Less curse, more LVE, more Jalen Smith. I think so. Especially could, could if if the Chargers don't go a ton of twelve personnel and yeah. don't throw two tight ends out there, because I don't see them doing that nearly as much as what Tampa Bay did last week. But that's going to do it for us here on Talking Cowboys. Glad you've been with us here over the last forty minutes. Special thanks to Chris Beam in the back and Heckma Harrison. What are you pointing at, Isaiah? Three days, three watches. Mm. What happened? Can't hide money Can't over hide here money. with Heckma Harrison. Mm. Goodness gracious. The this, watch game. This old thing. No. Oh, oh, oh darn. Oh, excuse oh. Me. For Heckma Harrison, for Rob Phillips, <laughs> Rysanne Stanback, and Kyle Yeomans, we'll see you tomorrow with more Talking Cowboys <laughs> presented by Tostitos. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!